Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. And that means we're sober and we're sisters and we're going to talk at you. (laughs) You don't have to do anything but listen, listeners. That's right. We'll do all the talking. (laughs) Oh, boy, will we? Yeah, so... uh, Somebody asked me the other day, I can't, I think it was today, I I don't remember, but somebody asked me if they could get my feedback, and I wanted to say something that I heard in an uh, AA meeting years ago, said, um, if you ask uh, an alcoholic for advice, it's like taking a drink from a water, from a fire hose. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll give it. Yeah, we got plenty of it. But today, um, so MG and I chat right before we start recording and kind of catch up. This is the time that we, you know, kind of discern what's going on in each other's lives. And um, we both have some stuff in front of us. And so um, we want to talk about dealing with change and stress and how you do that. You know, we both have different um, ways of dealing with it. And I think one of the best things for me is to have somebody to to bring my stuff to and to talk about and to, you know, because then I get, you know, this feedback, like I called my sister a couple of days ago um, to, to talk about some stuff I have in front of me. And, um, you know, just to get that, I needed that solid, you know, <laughs> I don't need, oh, you know, I don't want sympathy and I don't like, I did want empathy, but, um, and I don't even know that I really needed instruction as much as I wanted somebody to hear me. So, and you had some stuff in front of you and (laughs) she's rolling her eyes, listener. Yeah. Yeah. We both have that stuff. And I think that You know, one of the things that I do is I get into, and especially around my stuff, and my stuff is around health, it's around stress, and what I do is I really get into uh, extreme self-care, and, you know, and and maybe not so much around diet, which I'm going to change, I'm going to add that in, I'm going to do extreme self-care around diet, but just about resting, about in a way, not talking, because, you know, I feel like, um, sometimes with my family of origin, we've, all of us have had some health issues, and I don't want to, you know, I have a sister, and we call her, we call her Dr. Jane, because she worked for a neurologist for 12 years, and so, of course, now she's a neurologist, 
And uh, so she's got some clear ideas about what I need to be doing. And I didn't want to talk about it with anybody or do anything. I really wanted to sit with what it is that I need. What is it I need right now? And like doing the next right thing. So I've really had to take it minute by minute for the past like week about like what's going on. And I don't want to, like I took off, we took off, I took off last Friday night and really, uh, and thank you so much for running the meeting and everything because I needed to absolutely lay down and do nothing. And I was able to sleep and I was able to watch a little TV and I was able to rest a little bit. And, uh, and you know, in this week it's the same thing, but I've wanted to work. I haven't wanted to miss work. I haven't wanted to um, miss all my meetings. I did miss Tuesday night, which is one of my regular meetings. So, you know, I've just really had to just go, like I said, bit by bit. And because uh, I don't feel like talking right now to anybody. So I don't need, I don't need that kind of support. What I need is rest. Well, I like to like what you said, though, because I do think it's really important to get into that habit, not just as a newcomer, which was really hard for me to be like, so what's going on with me? You know, what feels right for me? Yeah. And you're doing the same thing as going, you know, like what I want to figure out what I need, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it isn't because I don't think it's because you're avoiding the feedback from other people but it's like I think you like what you said is that that feels right to me yeah and I think that's really important that we get to that space like if you if you were confused I think what's going on you know from watching you the mirror aspect is that your intuition knows like your your higher your higher self knows what it is that you need and you're you're tapping into that so that you can like break it down and really define it right right and and also i want to challenge myself i don't want to say this is the lay of the land because one of the things that i've learned about being in recovery is that although recovery is not easy and it's uh but when i investigate what's going on and say well let me try this or let me let me push this I find where my limits are and that's why I didn't want to cancel tonight I wanted to do our podcast tonight and I was like that's going to help me feel better because I'll be able to focus on this versus ah my shit you know what's going on with me yeah yes and how long will this last and am I getting better and will it impact school and kind of, you know, all these worrisome things that I get in my head. And I really shut that shit down. I don't let myself worry. Sometimes it's hard if I'm laying in bed and I'm sick and I can't get out of my head around it. And then it's like I start to pray. I remember, oh, yeah, I can pray. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> That's another one that we can use, Elizabeth, when life brings us change. Well, you know, I will um, tell you that I don't always remember to pray either. And my, um, I, you know, I had some stuff going on, um, some personal stuff um, early in the week. Um, I got some news from a family member and I was really um, felt sad about it and some loss. 
and um, I don't really, I don't usually talk in cryptic circles, but I don't want to share this because it's not, you know, if it becomes for sure, then I will, but it, it's somebody else's personal business, so I don't want to share it, but um, I did, I did reach out to someone and got some support around um, what, you know, that, that particular situation. And it was, you know, what I do when I do need support, I kind of like what you did with like, what's going on with me, what I do, like, what do I need? I don't want somebody who doesn't have children because I have children and I don't want somebody who um, doesn't understand the type of sobriety that I have. You know, I want somebody who really knows me and understands me long-term. And I, you know, I get really clear about what it is that I need right now. And I was able to, um, I was able to talk to someone and, um, you know, get, get the support that I need. Somebody that knows me really well. And, and, um, actually understood the, the, um, gravity. Uh Uh-huh. The enormity, right. Like what would happen if X, Y, Z happened. They didn't poo-poo it and, you know, and I was able to talk about it with my lunch group today too. And one of the things that my lunch group, one of the women in my lunch group said, um, you know, she goes, why don't you get out of the toll booth of something that's going that might not happen, you know? And I was like, you're right. And get back on the road, you know? And I really like that because it's true. I don't need to be in that, you know? It, it, I, I've dealt with it, you know, I, I don't have any, and the other thing that, um, the person that I talked to, um, said, you know, you might think about going to some Al-Anon meetings, which is so true. Right. And I do need that. Right. Right. Well, and you were able to hear it from them. You know, I, have a friend that she's my friend that lives in Paris and she's had so many health issues over the past two and a half years herself. She went through early menopause. I mean, like when she was 42, she's got hormone issues and uh, she's really depression. She's really, really struggled. And so we made a commitment to help each other that we talk about an hour every week on the phone and we check in with each other because I don't feel like sharing my health stuff with just any old person is helpful because you know a lot of people want to get into problem solving with me saying well have you done this and have you done this and try that and this and that and uh and so and i understand that they're coming from a place of of help and uh but you know it's different with her because she has struggled so much and i've struggled so much that she has but a I wanted gentle to, like, ear. I wanted to comment on that before you before I forget because that kind of it can create turmoil. It does for me, mm. you know, and and it may make me make me feel defensive. Like, no, I don't want to. You know, I'm not going to do any of that. I've already decided. You know, I don't know yeah. if it did that for you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's like I, I feel people are coming from a good place and wanting to help. And sometimes I think, well, let me try that. That's a good suggestion. And so I'm not, the, I'm not, it's not that I'm just shut down around getting support, but like you were saying, what is it that I need right now? And so I'm able to kind of hold my stuff in during the week if I'm not feeling well, because so, I know I'm going to talk to my friend and I'll be able to process it 
fully with her and uh, she can do the same with me and I'll be able to hold space for her as well because we're just going through some stuff and so it's almost like recovery in that people who come into an SLAA meeting are coming in to a group of women and men who share their disease you know so we can hear each other and we can hold space for each other and we can help each other so uh, that's one of the things that I've been doing this week so and I'm optimistic and I am feeling better and I'm just gonna stay the course and I know if it gets worse I can always you know go to the emergency room if I need to that that is there for me so I'm not going to be in a lot of distress about what's going on today and that's one of the things that it's hard for us addicts it is it's like I want to fix it right now and I, I know like that that totally shows up for me it's like I you know feel emotional discomfort and I want to change it right now and I want that instant gratification that instant fix and sometimes like it it's not supposed to be that way you know my my life is not always about like I hit something I don't really want to feel or deal with and you know and then I want to make it go away but um you know I think that um I think one of the things that really works for me is I I was listening to this thing that I do in the morning this morning and it asked me um, a series of questions. I can't remember what the question was, but the, the thought for me was that like, look, I do know how to develop community. You know, one of the things that's happened this week for me is my, my boss, I work for um, the editor of a major metropolitan paper, and um, I'm his direct report. And I mean, he's my direct report, but I, you know, I also make him report to me too. <laughs> That's the kind of relationship we had. And he retired, and I feel lost there. And um, the significance of the relationship is like a lot more glaring today than it was two months ago, you know, when we were just like muddling through our business. So, um, I, I know how to build a community and I have realized that I need some, I need some men in my life, some strong men that are supportive and that, um, there's no sexual charge and it's just very, um, there's respect because, you know, I feel respected by him and um, he respects the knowledge that I have and vice versa. And so there's just, it, you know, it was a very good working relationship. And How long I, did you work for him? I think it was about three years. Yeah, um, yeah. There, so, um, but yeah, I need to, I, I, need, I need to, you know, fill up some holes in my community. And I know how to do that. And I know, I love that I'm able to like journal and discern and then go, okay, you know, there, that's what I'll do. Well, and, and, you, and you just touched on something, you know, I've started journaling again too. And it's not something that I usually do, 
but the prayer is something that I don't usually do that I've been relying on a lot lately and then also the journaling like you said and it's a way for me to kind of articulate my thoughts about what's really happening in between these two ear holes because that's where all the trouble happens right when we don't when I'll stick with I statements when I don't uh, stay very clear about what the fuck I'm thinking about because it can be very easy for me to go into the opposite direction and one of the AC men that came over and was giving me a quote to repair my AC was kind of a flirty older gentleman and I was like oh my god he's trying to flirt with me I'm like oh no 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 I'm like get me cool and we'll talk about some flirting and it really like made me angry because I was like what are you doing not pulling this bullshit I'm like a, a customer a potential customer it made me really really mad but If I had been in a different place, I could take that as an opportunity to start an intrigue. And so, or yes, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and it's so easy to do, and it's innocuous because you know the person's there, and you're just like, and all of a sudden you find yourself in that situation and not able to read that energy, you know. But I do think like being. Uh, sort of raw in the in the space where you are emotionally you know physically that your your senses are sharp and you know yeah you could, you could see it and be like you know what you know what's the AC thing <laughs> and be very clear this is not what I need that is the last thing that I need is this bullshit so uh I ended up not going with the guy, even though he probably gave me a lower quote. I ended up going with some other people, and uh, and it's, you know, almost there. But, um, you know, I forget about these things that were recommended to me in the past about the journaling and prayer and talking to a fellow person. I mean, I, I do these things kind of naturally, uh, like the checking in with my friend from Paris but the other things I don't. And so what I have to remember is that if I'm not getting the comfort or if I'm not ever able to process it, then to add something else. And I'm pretty good about problem solving so that I can get to a place of less discomfort because, you know, like you know, there's, and there's a lot of tools that we have that <coughs> in the, in the, in the pandemic, in the situation where we are right now, we are still not having face-to-face -face meetings here in Houston, in the Houston area. So, but there are meetings online and um, there's, you know, there's YouTube videos and there's um, speakers and there's, you know, you can read, there's all kinds of information that we can grab and get, you know, the information, the, the support that we need, you know, right. around that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I do regularly journal it, writing, for me is a is a really healthy and easy way to, to to zone in on the problem you know to write why am I feeling this way what's going on with me you know and it's really about the inner child and feeling you know alone yeah, and yeah. like I have to do everything alone yeah and, you know um and it comes back from very 
you know, I was really, really young when I remembered this morning, like what this feeling is and, um, like not even two years old. And, um, my mom telling my dad that, well, she has to learn to do this herself. I can't help her. And the, the sentence that came to the thought that came is nobody's, nobody's coming. Nobody's going to be, nobody's going to help. And there were several times with, when I was in distress when I was young and crying out for my mom and nobody's coming and just having that sinking feeling, you know, that I just, yeah, nobody's coming. So, but there are, I, I'm not that little girl anymore. And the journaling helped me remember, like, I know how to do some things. I have tools and I know how to. I know how to build a community. I know how to find friends. I I know how to, you know, get my needs met in other ways, you know. Doesn't have to be a man. I have a lot of female friends. Um so and and I love what you said about the prayer too, like, you know, we can we can pray and and ask God to hear our prayers, ask our higher power to bring, you know, whatever it is the need that we have to us. Reveal it. And I have a friend that was like, uh, always asked this when she's in a bad situation. What good is here, God, that I cannot see? Help me to see the good in this. And that's something that I've been saying a lot around specifically my illness. What is good here? And I can remember that it might even been you. Someone was like saying that the reason we go through certain things is so that we can get past them and maybe help another woman down the road so that I can give comfort. I can say to someone, listen, I've been there around a chronic long-term health issue. I can really relate. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that comment, too. Sometimes you just need a little kitty cat to come and, like, you know, make biscuits on your belly. Sometimes that's all that, that you need. But I think we were talking earlier about grief is stressful it's almost like a little death. I mean, it's the change, you know, yeah. it's the, and I know it's coming and I can see it. It's the same thing with what you have in front of you. Your life is going to change. You have something <coughs> in front of you and it's going to change. And, you know, there's, um, we, we, we got to like put, you know, we got to prepare for it and do the things that are necessary so that, you know, you can thrive in your change and I can thrive in mine. Right. I mean, I want, I want this. I want grad school. I want to learn. I want to be part of this. So I'm looking forward to that. But is it stress less? No. I've had to watch all these, like, probably like, I don't know, all these orientation videos because it's all online. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh. This is killing me. This is dry stuff. And then I had like a question and I was like, before I call the office, let me go look at that video again. And I got my questions answered. So all of this has been very thorough, but it's been a little bit uh, tedious to go through all this stuff. And you're right. My life is changing and I welcome the change. In fact, that's one of the big concerns is that I've wanted my health to be in a specific kind of place to meet that change. And I think that what good here is that at least now the VA has been taking all my symptoms and everything very seriously. 
and they're running me through all these tests and getting me hopefully ultimately weller and better but some of the tests you know they I've got a stress test scheduled and I'm like well tell, just tell I was like the woman making the appointment I'm like well now what exactly is this going to entail and how long is this going to take and I got some information and she said well you just walk however long you can walk I'm like 10 minutes and she goes yeah sure they're just they want to see what you can do how long you can go how hard you can go and I'm like oh my god so it could end up back you know uh, backfiring on me so what I'm going to do is that day I go get the stress test I'm going to take the day off from work I'm not going to go in and do this stress test and then be all exhausted and flipped out and then have to go into work so I'm going to take the whole day off and I can't set it on a Friday because that's just not how the VA works. You just got to get in when you can get in. But I will be able to take that day off. So it's those things. And that comes from just the experience I had. That we get to learn and go forward and get it better, get it a little better, get it a little better, get it a little better. And that's how I've built this 11 years of sobriety and SLAA. Little by little by little by little by little. And the mountain. And may- I think that's that's a really good lesson for dealing with change. Period. You know, it's little by little, day by day, and just deal with what it is that's in front of you, and then the rest will the rest will work itself out. You know, and I know that's true because it's even like what you were saying about saving, you know, some of your stuff for your conversation with your friend in Paris. I do the same thing with my sponsor. We talk two times a week and so I save things you know and go all right I'm gonna I'll talk to her on and um I realized then that day comes and it's like whatever it was is kind of dissipated and not such a big deal (laughs) right and that that comes from letting it settle letting it resonate with us yes not panicking like oh 911, I need help, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, let me go over the solutions we we talked about, okay? Um, Pray. Go to an Al Anon meeting. That's to me. I got to do that. Um, Some self assessment or assessment period. You know, what do I need here? What's going on with me? And even I love the other question that you used was what good is here? What, what's happening that's good because most of the time there is something good in there I can't see it um, but there's something good yeah right and you may have to journal about that and you can even write I don't know what's good here but something's good here what you know really base like that um you got to be willing to hear maybe something that you don't want to or you know you just got to be willing to hear um reach out you know reach out for support your friend sponsor journal um getting data you know get the right data that's everything i got listen to sober sisters talk so that you can get some support take your mind off of it and and i had two sayings that came to me this too shall pass and what's the next right thing yeah what's the next right so listeners i hope that has helped you today It certainly has helped me. So (coughs) 
reach out to us if you have any questions at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.